Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. Happy New Year to all our listeners, everybody listening. There are four quite stunned QPR fans here uh, this evening around the table. Stunned because we've got a long list of amazing things to talk about and a very short, if completely empty, list of negative things to talk about, which is a first. Uh, but I'll introduce everybody uh, before we kick off. So I'm joined by, um, I was going to say, Paul Furlong, which is bizarre because it's Paul Finney yeah. from Independent Rs and co-founder of the podcast. And Paul, we are joined by two esteemed um, journalists exactly. tonight. I feel I should say nothing and just let them get on with it. So <laughs> I know it's, this is like, um, uh, this is like a Sunday supplement meets... Can't pay, we'll take it away, or something like that, with these two and us two. Maybe it's professionals and billets. So the first um, first guest tonight is Dan Trelfer, uh, football writer uh, and QPR fan, former, uh, used to write, or have written for various QPR fanzines. Yeah, I used to write for In The Loft a few years ago, when Howard was still doing that. Yeah, Welcome, Dan. And Aidan McGee. From Sky Sports. Sky Sports News. Sky Sports yeah. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important that distinction. Sky Sports down where you're near us. It's two separate channels. Oh, uh, And we have, we have a little bit to do with each other. We kind of have to, but because of the Premier League, but it's separate, separate it, NC. Does it ever go off, like? No, I wouldn't say, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, down the, years, down, down the years, it will have, it, it will have gone off. Yeah, I can't really? be specific. It's like, yeah, our arguments over certain things. It like Sky Street. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. I'd say that there, there are arguments between yeah, there are arguments between channels. Same as there are when I went to the news of the world, there are arguments with the sun. You know, it's just it's entirely natural. Tiny yeah. things happen within. You do, the thing is, some owners don't like their publications or or their channels working together. They both have different agendas. Uh, near enough every day. You got Sky News in the mix as well. You got Sky Sports. You got Sky Sports News. So yeah, sometimes you do have arguments. I'd be lying to suggest otherwise. It would be ridiculous to suggest otherwise. Well, do you? The one Paul wants to know serious stuff. Like if you have arguments, I want to know if you will wear trainers. So you're in front of the camera. No, not anymore. Sky Sports News presenters are born in a suit. Yeah. But are you all wearing trainers? Because that's often. No, camera. no, no. Not not now because we've got the hub. Um, so uh, there's a, sh- a horseshoe in the studio and you're standing up. So there was a time up until August 2014 where <laughs> you could get away with wearing trainers, yeah, you could get away with wearing jeans under a desk. Uh, certainly the presenters could. Not I'm not going to comment on whether I saw them do that or not. But, um, but yeah, you I've certainly... Been in, I've I, been in the studios and I saw somewhere. And this is a few years oh, you ago. Must have yeah, been yeah, pre- yeah, you can't do that. You can't, you can't <laughs> yeah, do that now because every hour... In fact, most parts actually start with someone standing up at the hub so you see a full length. To be fair, I've been scan, I've wore goodies. Have you? Yeah. Goddies, yeah, that's what my yeah. dad used to call them. And, yeah. and, and how much of your QPR-ness do you have to suppress on a daily basis? Uh, I try and get QPR mentioned into near enough everything that I do. Uh, <laughs> so only to flesh it out, you know, just sometimes. Sometimes if they want you, on, if they want you to fill, mm. I'm the man to fill, really, because I can always bring something QPR-related into it. I mean, you know, even on the Skypad, we're only meant to cover really Premier League clubs yet. QPR haven't... Well, they get mentioning fairly regularly, even though, <laughs> even though we haven't been in the Premier League since 2015. So, so you would you would say something like, and at Southampton Day, they're sacking Mark Hughes, and he was crap at QPR. 
No, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd, I'd work with Mark Hughes at Man City. He's had an excellent career, apart from QPR, you have to say. I mean, he was awful at QPR, but I mean... He wasn't any good at Southampton either, to be fair. He was only there a few months, didn't get a full season even. I mean, kept him up. They weren't well, they could have given him a full down. season, but then they'd end up like us. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, like, I, I think there were other forces at play at, at QPR, but I do think he did a no, bad job. there wasn't. Um, but you look at what he did with Wales, you look at Blackburn, you look at, you know, he didn't do a bad job at Man City, he wasn't losing games. Um, Stoke four years if suddenly everybody, this is how we are with football these days we're so disposable I mean yes he's, he leaves Stoke when they're in trouble but you know he got them a top 10 finish yeah, but I had a great story about him from, from a, a QPR player who were really nameless who yeah. you had to earn the right to talk to Mark you had to go through Mark yeah Bowen, I can believe that and that's that. just outstandingly ridiculous for a club apparently Capello did is. that and no I one had a problem when Capello had it yeah did but it? Capello's one thing depends on I think if players. it works for you if depends, it works it depends on, on the character of your players well I thought Mark Hughes' biggest mistake was bringing in 12 players having, having fostered that spirit at the end of 2011-12 won mm. those five home games against Arsenal Tottenham Liverpool Stoke and Swansea uh, I think they would have won at Man City had Joe Barton not been sent off. And I don't think Man City would have won the league. It would have been the biggest choke in the history of football. Um, he was obviously getting a spirit going there. They were winning, they were winning games. And why you would then bring 12 players in, uh, really, really poor signings as well. compromised by an agent, which I possibly, can potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. say, and you could potentially come. Poss- well, I, w- yeah, I would yeah. say his biggest, his biggest thing <laughs> he did wrong was bringing Mike Rigg, who I don't oh, think you're yeah. talking about at all, who then sacked Kevin Gallen, who then did this, and did that, and played Billy Big Bollocks, and ended up leaving the club in a terrible place. Leave your negativity at the door. This is not the time I'm, or the podcast my, for my, it. My last, my last negative thing is, you mentioned the it's, sun, by the way, as I could just say to everyone that's listening, don't buy the sun. Carry on. We are a podcast that is a broad church and we welcome readers from all national newspapers. No, we don't. We don't buy the sun. Um, As true football fans, uh, never buy the sun. I buy the sun and I bought the sun this morning. Where but we'll it? have the discussion off the podcast. No, right. don't buy the sun. Um, <laughs> let's start. That's, the, that's a long introduction. Thank you. Um, right, first of all, beers. Thank you very much to Ian Fraser for the beers. No relation, but thank you, Ian, who's bought the beers tonight. Um, Anybody um, that hasn't listened to us before or wants to listen to old episodes, go on our website, qprpod.co.uk, where you can um, kind of interact with us, send us a message or listen to old episodes. You can also support the show and sponsor the podcast if you so wish. Uh, Keep in touch on Twitter, at qprpod. That's the announcements done. Right. We last recorded a podcast on somewhere around the 18th or 19th of December, something like that, and we have since played one, two, three, four, five games. Wow. Blimey. We haven't lost any of them. Blimey, O'Reilly. We won away at Forest. Wow. Ooh, that was I, I never, ever thought that I'd see that happen. Were you there? Never, ever, ever. No, I was in the studio watching it on a feed, um, but I've seen us lose four and five nil there several times. This is the thing. I mean, I, I flag up to Sky every five time two. this fixture comes on, um, comes up, you know, because it's always a good talking point. It's actually a football league. As of last season, it's a football it's league a record. record. Yeah. yeah, it beat Grimsby's record at Blackburn. But I can't think of too many other teams we've played as often as them either. So, total 35 visits. Um, and I think about eight of those resulted in defeats by three or more goals. No, there was, there was a 5-0 there was when Paul Hart was there, wasn't yeah, yeah. So three it? 5-2 in the League Cup. It was 4-0 when, um, Several 4-0 four nil last nil. season. It was 4-0 when... Nigel Clough's fastest yeah, hat yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah. I got um, dumped in that game. Did you? Yeah, because I was supposed to go and see Mark Armand and I went to Forest instead. <laughs> and um, he scored a hat trick. And Do you I regret it. Mark Armand scored a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> He's a bit younger then, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a red, right soft sell. Who did to be fair, go? anyone would have scored a hat trick. Who did you go to the soft sell gig with? Well, no one because it was days for mobile phones, so she stood outside Hammers. Um, oh, you just Palace. stood her up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, went to Forest. Who had the tickets? 
It was a Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Mm. And um, who had the tickets for the Mark Arm? Yeah. Uh, Liz. At least you uh, could still go. Hang on, it was Liz, your wife, who you stood up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you only got dumped temporarily? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh right, okay. I think, I think it was a happy ending. Yeah, not really. I got battered. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so anyway, went there, and as he scored his hat trick, I thought this wasn't the wisest thing I've ever done. But, you know, so, which means all the more... Sp- I've got to say this about Forrest. We got, we got thrashed there two seasons before that, 4-0 as well, just before the battle. We always got thrashed there. Got but, thrashed 4-0 when Pierre Van Hooyden got a hat-trick. We've got a dreadful, dreadful record there. I, could, I got in my car 20 minutes after the game finished the other week, and I just assumed that they'd find an equaliser from some reason. I saw the whistle, I heard the whistle go. That's how negative it was about but the, it. The no. weird thing is, though, with, with Forrest's world, you kind of, I said from the start of the season, the podcast, once we start doing things, this will be the year we won at Forrest, and I've, I've been proven right for once. You say that every year. Yeah. You Com- do say that cover every your arse, year. Son, cover your arse, Yeah. But it was... Do you know what? It's a, it's a strange thing, but I, sp- I spoke to... It's, it's, the, the reality hits you when you speak to someone like um, Dave Cox on... Um, Dave's no longer with... Oh, sorry, Dave's with his... Bill Cox, um, his son. And he said, my dad's been here 25, 30 times, whatever, over the years, and never seen QPR win. Mm. And it was really emotional for him. Mm. And, it's, you know, and you kind of get it from that. It's like all the people who have passed away who haven't been yeah. there. Sorry if I get his name <laughs> wrong, sorry. Um, and look at our record elsewhere in the Midlands. I mean, it's outstanding. Got we've won. I don't think we were just cursed at Forest. Yeah, we can't. I can't think of many other grounds where we've won. Won there fewer than five. Or I six thought times. it was Brian Clough, and then I realised once he left that he still beat us. It was a bit deeper than that. Yeah, I know. It was. I mean, we don't even do that well against them at home, either. Really? No, we beat them a few times. A few times. But, but. The, the good thing is the reaction and fair play to the Forest fans. A lot of them did clap us, which I thought was quite nice. And I was abusing them throughout the match, and they clapped us, <laughs> and I apologise for that. But I was... I, was, I think managers, successive managers went there throughout the years. I mean, Holloway went there last season, having won there with four other clubs. Uh, and I don't think enough was made in... You're looking for an edge before a game. And mm. if you, this year, they made a big thing on... It's a chance to make history. That's what Tony Lyston said to the group in the centre circle. This is a chance to make history. I don't think... I'd be surprised if any QPR players took it that seriously in previous years. Because to them, in the context of... Six clubs in a fifteen-year career. It probably wasn't a big game for them, you know. But I think they probably a lot of them probably won at Forest before. It's not that big. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if it was ever going to happen, it felt like it would be it would be this year. Cause, Absolutely. Because like with our manager who lasted ten games or whatever, yeah, lasted there, yeah, there, yeah. It just feels like that was going to be the time. You know, if any manager, any manager was going to do it, it'd good be performance. Him. Well organized. To be fair, though, you go back to that. But you, I don't know. I think um, Gallen and Bircham would have been aware we'd never won there when they played, and never they certainly give it to the team. Well, the thing is, we didn't when we played when those two played there. We didn't. We hadn't played there in quite a few years because we'd been in League League One. Alberti scored mm. twice, didn't he? Uh, we got two yeah. all draw. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, that we were winning in that game. Yeah, but you know, it was just a horrible, horrible trip for so many years. You know, and it, was, it felt so good. We'll probably win next year. You know. You never but know. Then what Probably do you go thirty-five years. I, mean, I don't now. remember I know, it yeah. being a noose around our neck. Oh, it always has it, been. Up I think. until about four or five years ago, I don't remember anyone mentioning it. Before. We went, it was, I remember when we lost. I went there. We lost three 0 up when we were already relegated from the yeah. Premier League. Oh, and God, I, yes. there was yeah. a thing. I remember people oh, sort of saying at the time, "We've never won here," but it wasn't. It wasn't a thing. No. It was just like. But next, the following time after that, eighteen months later, we got beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, forget yeah. that was it. Two years ago. Anyway, we keep defaulting into into negativity, and this is pull. We've been doing this podcast a long time. Side You've point, gone grey. Everybody now is doing a podcast, but we actually did them when they weren't fashionable. 
Let's just hmm. make that point okay. to everyone. We've we done ourselves up here, nearly 300 episodes, something wow, like that. Wow, okay. Well, now original. when I say to people we've got a podcast, everyone looks at me like, yeah, okay, you yeah, and everyone else. But we have, we have, and anyway, all podcasts are welcome. When we, we should be the only one. When we started doing it, I do not remember so much positivity and there being such a good yes. feeling around the club and the team there as was, there is now. There was. There was. There, there was. There was. Go on. Um, the the uh, Warnock season. We went up. We didn't do the podcast that season. We started the year after. Yes. And <laughs> oh, we were no, still... no, I meant whilst we've been doing the podcast. I meant but since it's... we've been t- talking oh, sorry. every week. I've just been I don't remember us having... Did the No, season? we did it. The... We started the year we got into oh, the Premier League. So I don't remember it being so positive and there being so many... Like we were like at the Jinx podcast. Also, mm-hmm. I think there's a really interesting thing about this season, which is uh, it's been a long, long time since we've had a season like this one which mm. is either we've been mostly we've either been going fighting relegation or, or getting promoted from yeah. this league or having just a really kind of quite dull finishing 16th we've had for a few years this is a season we haven't really had since we were in league one I don't think where we're yeah. just off the playoffs probably 2001-2 yeah we're just off the playoffs and doing quite well yeah. and around not getting thrashed yeah and around Christmas people going oh She's, this is going all right. We might, we yeah. might sneak in the playoffs if we if we do well. We're not, a season I, like that. For are we allowed to mention the playoffs? For ages. I don't think there's a feeling that this is temporary either. I can't. Say I'm starting to think are, it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I, I yeah. mean, I don't think ever, anybody's like we're definitely making the playoffs, and people I think feel we could make the playoffs. But I don't think anybody's thinking, oh, this is just a purple patch, and we'll go back to getting you know, battered. What I noticed when we were at Leeds. And the tackle they did in Cameron was X-rayed and the guy should be set off. We should have had a penalty when Matt Smith was furbless. I mean, Matt Smith doesn't get penalties. So um, no, exactly. No, no, no. When he's yeah. brought down the box and things like that, the spirit was there. It's just the decisions weren't. And that's the difference. You know, they, they, they fight, they fight, they fight. And they, they come back. They, they come back from yeah. those defeats. And the, the yeah. lose to, to, to lose Cameron was huge then. And to be fair, I, you know, I think Cousins has done well when he's come in. It'd be interesting to see what Manning does when he gets a chance. Yeah. Be interesting to see what Young Smith could do, Samuel can do. Church. I think there are players, though. Don't you think there are players who were kind of on the fringes last season because Holloway was in a predicament where he had to kick the team up, he had to go with the players he trusted mm-hmm. when fit. But there are players on the fringes who we thought there might be a player in there somewhere. I'm talking about Jordan Cousins, who you mentioned, probably. Certainly Joel, Joel Lynch, possibly Jolek as well, who are benefiting from top-level coaching. Yeah. And you can see an improvement in their game. You're Furlong, right there. Furlong definitely would, would, would right there. That. And I'll tell you why, why I think that is. And contact to mine at West, at West Ham, sorry, QPR said to me, international breaks yeah. are so crucial to our team this season because we don't have many internationals. And for a manager who's based his reputation around being a coach, he's got 10 solid days to work with his team, work on shape, tie the back four together with rope, as George Graham used to do at QPR back in the early 80s, and work on everything that can manifests itself on a match day and you sit, that's why you're seeing better organised teams you can't, he couldn't do that when he was at Newcastle because he probably had about 15 players going off all around the world picking up injuries but they really are a basket case though they are and he they, probably they had about 60 players is, didn't yeah. you see I think this is what happens when you don't have choices QPR have not had choices for the yeah. last year yeah. they yeah. haven't been able to just bring in footballers like just add water footballers yeah. bring them in put them in the team they had to coach they've had yeah. no choice yeah. they've had no choice but to blood the youngsters mm. Eze would have been dropped in any other season 
But he probably wouldn't have got a start. He probably wouldn't have got a start. And if he had, he would have been tried for four games and then thrown out the team, spend a bit more time in the under-23s. But we haven't had a choice. And so the players are playing. They're blooding the the young players actually in the first team. They're coaching them. We have no choices. The recruitment's a bit cleverer as well. I mean, they're getting players who are being cast aside from, say... Academies elsewhere, so Lumley, easy. yeah, Lumley, easy. Uh, where was was Darnell? Did he, did he come through QPR? Or was yeah, Darnell came yeah. through. Okay, QPR. well, there's still examples. This is yeah. that's going to happen Cher more and more. From? Cherky, was he Tottenham as well? Brandon Hall was Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, he was at so Brighton that... as well, wasn't he? So you're taking. You see, you saw Brentford do it with Chris Meppham taking him from mm-hmm. from Chelsea, and you know, so you're seeing that. The, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if QPR ditched their academy, and because under the EWP rules. If you look back at the Raheem Sterling case, we got £11 million for a player who never kicked a ball for us. We got two up front when he joined Liverpool and then another nine when he went to Man City in 2015. Under the current rules, we get about £70,000. I, I thought about we got 500000 up front when he joined Liverpool. No, I thought it was two, £2 million. Well, maybe £5 million in the first year, but eventually oh, it went up to two. Okay. Um, so I was discussing this with Lee Hoos the other week and he was telling me under the current rules, we'd get about the same transaction happened. We're looking at about £70,000. And so eventually... you. You can look at the numbers and think, well, what's the point paying development fees for all these players who are coming through our academy? We don't know if they're going to get to the first team when we can just stand off a little bit and, um, let some, let them and pinch the other ones. Yeah, that's what Brentford did a couple of yeah. years ago. And I think it's worked. It's certainly worked for them. I think, I think that the, the key issue is it's not just the coaching of players, it's the confidence. It's The big test will be when we run out of the parachute money, which is coming soon. And we, we've got to look at Lumley, we've got to look at Furlong. Leicester, um, Bidwell, and all the players we've got now, and basically we've got a core of a side that want to be at Rangers. We won't keep Wells. I can't see that happening because of financial no. difficulties. He's but we thirty-five can, a week as well. We've got the ability now to go and scout someone similar. Now we've got a system in place. The most important thing is having a system in place, which is what we're doing. That we've it's recognised that we can do this and get someone in and find someone and develop them. And do you know what? It's no bad thing, really. I mean, we've got the transfer embargo, but for once, I'm going into it thinking, I don't care. Our biggest problem was... No, it actually, actually feels like a really good thing. We can't sign anyone this, yeah, this month. Not, I'm not, and, I'm and not and even also, thinking about it. No, no. I'm not. And, for, and, and no one's saying, oh, if we could just get so-and-so, we might get a chance it's to play us. No, everyone's just going, it's fine, isn't it? Spoke to McLaren on Sunday after the game. Fine. He said, I'm not looking to bring... We didn't say I'm not looking to bring any in. I don't think anyone, any manager can say that, but he yeah. said, I'm really happy with the squad. Yeah. Mm. Why wouldn't you be? There's a bit of depth in all over the pitch. Well, you, look really. at, you look at the Leeds game, and Leeds had a, had a really... Under, un, they had a very understrength side. That's, you mm-hmm. know, but we did as well. We yeah, dropped we half... The, he, he changed half the team, yeah. and yet, this is the thing that you were talking about coaching. The other thing is that he's now got a shape to that side yeah. that everybody knows where to play. So he brought in two new centre-backs. Mm-hmm. And all right, Leeds didn't have... They didn't even have a proper striker. But still, two new centre-backs. He brought in two new players in the front four. But we looked like exactly the same side that we normally look like. We, we still played in the same way. We still attacked in the same way. We still defended in the same way. Because everybody knew how to do their jobs. So that, and I love Ian Holloway, and I, and I think he did a great job last season. But the amount of times last season where Change the team. you'd see Freeman getting his big roll of paper off the bench during a, after a substitution people going around and shouting to people and everyone looking to the bench like I don't understand what, change you, what, what changes you want to make you never see that now. you never ever see that now everybody goes on the pitch and they know what they're doing they I, know think, I think we're in the mood to go as deep as we can into this competition as well in the FA Cup I said to yeah. Steve after I said you've got to two FA Cup semi-finals you've won the League Cup you've gone to a UEFA Cup final 
I'm, can I intimate from that that cup football is important to you? And he said, I had it drummed into me my first year at Middlesbrough under Steve Gibson. Cup football is very, very important. Uh, he had it club. drummed into him at yes. the fans forum, I think. Did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Not sure. to take the cup. I think for before we go yeah. to our interview, what yes. I would say is it's interesting because... It's nice to see us going to places like Villa Park and winding them up something mm. wrong by doing what every team does to us. But it was actually justified because Lumley had his face smashed in and mm. the players should have been sent off. In the yeah. whole, you should. You know. But we're, we're a force again. People are coming to Rangers and they're giving it. Like before, Holloway's biggest problem was, and I'll tell you this now, was I think Ian had a plan on Thursday and changed it on Friday. You know, he, he, he was trying to be too clever. He was trying to change every game for every manager when he should have been searching for a system that worked, which is what we've got now. And I'll be the first up my hands up. I want my client sacked. Totally wrong. And do you know what? It tastes good eating humble pie. It tastes the best thing ever because the most important thing, it doesn't matter if I'm right, anyone else is right, it's a QPR win games. And we're winning games again. Kids are enjoying themselves again. The family stand's getting fuller. The ground's I've getting fuller. Some- Fans this season who didn't really have a, any other passing interest in football and they're tapping up for tickets every game. Mm. Really? Bought kits and everything. They're good, yeah, they're good we're good to watch. That's the other thing. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're good to we're scoring, you know, we're scoring goals. Freeman's scored at Villa. Oh, Freeman. Well, um, yeah. Freeman is at the moment. Actually, work, I work with the partner of um, the girlfriend of the Villa goalkeeper and she said she had no, no complaints about that one. It's so, <laughs> yes, been such a good hit, you know, and yeah. she was right on the side of it as well. Yeah. And when you see it on the side, it looks. Looks further out than it actually was, mm. it? but it was still great. Like, yeah, he wasn't time. stopping it, was he? We we have on the phone um, one of the players we've been talking about, um, Darnell Furlong. Um, Going to have a quick chat with us, um, so we'll talk to him now. Darnell, thank you for joining us. We are we've just been talking for twenty minutes, and we're desperately trying to find reasons to be miserable, uh, <laughs> and, and we can't find <laughs> any at the moment. Is there? No. Uh, what, yeah, what's God. what's behind it all? Um, I think just a just a, a great sort of team spirit as uh, at the moment. You know, when you when you go around the changing room and things like that, it's it's a really nice place to be, and probably the best uh, since I've joined the first team maybe five six years ago that that uh, that I've come across. You know, it's been a really a comfortable environment for youngsters to come into, for people to come into that haven't been playing, and you know, it's just been uh, the boys have been all great and in high spirits. But if I challenge you on that, surely it can't be that. That simple and that superficial. It's great to hear that there's a great team yeah. spirit, but there has to be more to it than that. There has to have been some kind of fundamental change, surely. Um, not a fundamental change. I mean, we made some good signings um, earlier on in the season. Obviously, we had the, the start to the season, which wasn't great, um, but we made some good signings. But I think um, the manager managing, managing to get his uh, philosophy over has helped us out as well. Like at first, you know. As I've said it before, that when a new manager comes in, it can be completely different uh, style, and the players need to get used to that. So maybe those four games were what we needed, and then the boys managed to turn it around. And if I am slightly unkind and throw you throw you a bit of a wrong on here, after four games, you will have struggled to have found a fan who would who would not have said things have got to change. This, yeah, this no, is not yeah. the right setup for QPR. This is not the right coaching setup manager. How were the players around that time? Uh, you can understand why fans would, would definitely think that. You know, I mean, for you start the season, you know, you want to sort of like set out where you're going to be in the league, and and to start off with four losses is is very difficult for the fans to take. And I said it before that I think everyone wrote wrote us off except for the players in the dressing room and and the staff. You know, so it was it, it was definitely a tough time at the start, but. It just proves that, you know, sometimes there isn't always a change needed. Maybe time 
and the manager managing to get his ideas across is, is all that's needed. Darnell, it's Hayden here from Sky Sports News. Hi, um, yeah. Hi there. I'm just wondering, you know, I go to a lot, a lot of the games. Do you, do you feel you're benefiting, you and, and a handful of other players, benefiting from top-level coaching? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, de- you, you can't say that that it's all down to coaching or it's all down to yourselves. It's a bit of everything. You know, you've got to apply yourself in the right way. You've got to take on board information. You've got to be able to go out there and put the performance in yourself because the coach can't do that for you. But definitely the coaching and, and experience and new ideas bringing, being brought to the players, not just the young, but the old players as well, has, has definitely helped the group. Your agent um, texts me quite regularly as well to ask how you're doing. I always give you a good report. All oh, right, does he? He doesn't tell me about that. <laughs> well, he's not trying to get in the mood, is he? No, certainly not. Certainly not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Darnell, I've got a. It's Paul here, by the way, the Irish one. Hi. Hi. Um, Forest away, right? You guys. Yeah. Well, you were obviously. You mean your dad's played there and everything else for QPR and everything else. Were you guys aware of it at the time that the, the, the it hung around our neck for so long? And what was the feeling amongst the players once we actually? killed and slayed that dragon yeah well first of all we definitely were aware of it i think the lead up to the week you know the boys are talking about it in the change room saying like wow like because obviously players some players haven't been there that long saying wow we've really not done this at this ground for this long and and things like that and there was a sort of uh maybe a, a general mood uh towards that stat that that we knew that once that final whistle went we knew we had done more than just won a game we had sort of we'd broken a curse as 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 a lot of people have said, you know. So it was definitely a really nice feeling after the game to come off of the result against Middlesbrough to then go and win that game as well was a really nice feeling. But then to 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 break that curse, as I said before, is was was definitely added to it. And I hope you didn't get any text messages from any drunken QPR fans and trains because that would be terrible. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I don't know. If, I don't know if you might know though. I'm not sure. Say nothing. Anyone else with a question? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Darnell is down here. I was just wanted to. Um, I was, I was uh, you know, in the last few games, I'm really glad that you're back in the side. I'm, I, I think Thank you. tremendous Thank player. Um, our right back, but also um, everyone around where I sit, we're all watching the Leeds game and we're looking at each other and saying, at some point, you're going to be a centre back. Is that how you feel, or are you happy to be a right back? What's your sort of feeling on that? I, Personally, I, I, I think, think for, you'll go centre back and be captain of QPR. That's my that's my right. Yeah, I think for now, um, definitely in the near future, I'm definitely a right back. You know, I mean, I see that as my my position and what I'm best suited to, and and I've I've adapted myself towards that position. But in terms of when when I get older, you know, when you're starting to push the age and the legs can't go as much anymore, then maybe centre back is where you move to to prolong your career and you sort of start to sit sit back and take a back seat and read the game a bit more. But Definitely for now, I prefer right back and I, and I generally do think I'm better suited to that position. Darnell, so, sorry, Aidan again here. I, just one name I want to throw at you, Yannick Balassi. I remember you going up against yeah. him um, at Crystal Palace in 2015, the day Matt Phillips scored that goal, and it was a yeah. very tough afternoon for you, wasn't it? He was it? having but, a good day until then. But, um, sorry? <laughs> he's having a good day until he just mentioned No, 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 no I'm reaching the next point. I, do you want to mention Sanchez as well? You went up to him. <laughs> Again, against uh, Villa the other day as well. How, how yeah. different was the experience? How different, different did you feel as a player three and a half years on? I think just the main thing was that I've grown. You know, I've, I've sort of filled out into my body. I've, I've uh, become stronger, faster, you know, things like that, um, which maybe I didn't have back then. And, and at the same time, back then, I, was, I, was, I didn't have much experience. And I feel like for my age now, I've got quite a bit of experience. I'm playing a lot of games against a lot of different players. 
Um, but it was definitely uh, something that, you know, I was aware of going into the game that I'd played against him before and the player that he was because, you know, he's a difficult person to, to deal with for anybody, if you ask me, one of the, one of the best out there. Was that the first um, so, time you played against him yeah. since that Palace game? Sorry? Was that the first time you played against him since that Palace game? Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, mm. yeah, I hadn't played against him since. But yeah, it was just about, on the day, it was just about going about the game. You know, whoever we was against, we, we went out there to get a result and, and we believed that we could do that as, as the boys showed, you know, coming back from from 1-0 down um, to sort of go 2-1 up. You know, we thought we had done it for a state for a large stage of the game, but um, it wasn't to be, but the boys put in a great performance. I, I love the fact that um, the Villa fans gave us a little grief because our goalkeeper had to, outrageous behaviour and busting his nose all over the pitch. Yeah, yeah uh, you were right next to that. I mean, when you see the replay, you're you're appealing straight away for that. What what did you see at the time? I think it was appalled more yeah. than appealing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a nasty challenge. I mean, I don't want to speak too much about it now. No, it's done and it's yeah. done. But at the same time, yeah, it was a very nasty and maybe uncalled for challenge. But at the moment, I was obviously very angry at sort of uh, reactions that, were, that that came out, and then more so concerned for Joe, you know, because it was a nasty bit to take. Um, but yeah, after credits to Joe for staying on, you know, he's down for a long time and I, I had written him off myself, you know. I was going over to him, he's going, D, I'm gone, I'm gone, mate. Like, <laughs> so, you know, he was he was struggling a little bit, but um but yeah, no, credit to him, he managed to play on and you know, he made a, a an amazing save after he said he couldn't see straight, but from the corner there was a header that came sort of down to his right and he made an amazing save that, that sorted us out in the game, so yeah, it was a um, really good team performance. Do you know what? Always tell them to go for the ball in the middle. It always works. <laughs> but do you know what? Is, do you know what I've liked recently as well, Donnell? And it's it's something I haven't seen at QPR before. Win, lose, or draw is the players going around and clapping the fans home and away. That's so nice to see because for so many years, I won't mention names, but a bunch of mercenaries were in blue and white hoops. Just... Yeah troughed off the pitch like they didn't care it's so so nice you guys take the time to applaud us win lose a draw and thank us for our support that means everything so thank you guys for doing that that's that's a really nice yeah, no. here, here. yeah no it's, it, we do realize how important you guys are to us you know and how much it means to you you know we saw that at forest for example you know breaking sort of something that's been a, a club uh, a club sort of tradition and, and us not doing well up there um, and we see how much it means to you and in the fa cup as well something that we don't usually do well in us getting a win and, and again we see how much it means to you but I've I said it before earlier and uh, on to you guys that you know it's about the group that we've got in the change room you know we've got a, an amazing group of boys you know everyone's all equal everyone's all accounted for and, and, and everyone respects each other and, and we respect everyone around us as well the staff fans everyone so it's really credit to the to the boys D- Darnell how tell us what we're looking at for the rest of the season and, and, and spare us the flannel about you know, we want to do every well in every comes. game and every game as it what comes. Are the, what, are the boys the all, what are the boys all saying? Because, you know, because we're all saying, well, we're not really going to, we're not going to talk about it. We're just thinking, you know, we're going to finish mid-table. We don't want to think about anything else. What, but yeah, what are you guys saying? I mean, the boys aren't getting too carried away with ourselves, you know. We're not thinking about where we can be at the end of the season just yet. I mean, we're, we're fully aware of it. But at the moment, we're just taking every game as it comes. But there has been talks about us in the changing room, you know, saying we're in a great position where we are. Sometimes you don't want to be in there because, you know, teams come to you and say, right, they're in the playoffs. Let's go beat them. Let's go and, you know, I mean, let's go and upset their party. Blah, blah, blah. We're, in a, we're in a great position where we are to be able to be on the edge of it, but always pushing for something. So we're hoping and we're just going to keep on going onwards and upwards and see as result to result what, what we can do. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a positive attitude towards the top half of the table. Well, Darnell, before we let you go, I'll just let you know one thing. Um, I spoke to a fellow called Dave Cox, whose dad, Bill Cox, passed away in the summer. 
And yeah. that win at Forest, his dad must have seen 25 or 30. He wasn't quite sure how many times. And yeah. um, you made a lot of people cry that day. And you guys wow. are yeah. legends. I mean, this is what football's <laughs> yeah. about, I, you know. I don't care what happens now. I won at Forest, and for someone like Dave Cox to look at the sky and acknowledge his dad means a world yeah. like that. So fair play to him. Yeah, no, that's, well a, that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, it's, it's it's really nice to be able to do that for people and and yeah to break the trend. So yeah, we're really pleased about that as a squad, and yeah, we'll, we look forward to doing many more things like that. Six at Brentford away would be nice. <laughs> we all them we'll, we'll try we'll give it a go so to summarise Darnell you're saying we can get automatic promotion <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see thanks for I don't want too many headlines yet no no thanks, thanks for your time thank you for cheers, coming Darnell, on thank thanks for your time no worries nice right. one thanks a lot cheers bye bye cheers right what a you, lovely fellow like. a, yeah yeah, we've spoken to him once or twice before, and he's he always very young, good value. But you know what? You can you can tell his dad's ground to him, can't you? You can yeah. tell his dad's been through the football mill, and I, I kind of know Darnell through not that I know him well, but I know him through my nephew who knows him and hangs out with him and stuff like that. And he's just such a lovely fella, so level-headed. Doesn't even tell him when he's a footballer. Doesn't do anything like that though, just gets on with it and he loves QPR. His whole life is based around being the best he can at Queen's Park Rangers. He's not looking to move, he doesn't care about anything. He just wants to make his dad and the support is proud. You can't pay for that. You can't. It's sure. great, it's great he's back in the side. You know, Angel Rangel did a brilliant job, didn't he? But yeah. I I I love I've loved him ever since he's been in the side, even you know, first couple of difficult games in yeah. the Premier League. There's a player there, and he's we're still, seeing it yeah, now. He's, he's still, a really good player, and he knows he's in the team. But because Rangel did well, there's pressure on the position, isn't yeah. there? Which is what you. She's good, yeah. but I can see That's him true. like you. I can see Rangel coming in and <coughs> first putting pressure on Lynch's place. Well, if I'm being honest, I, I, yeah. I have yeah. heard Rangel and Cameron will not be returning to action for two months, so mm. he's going to have. Going to be a long... He's going to have a bit of runway. Did you see that tackle at Leeds on Cameron? It was shocking. I mean, I, I can't... Did you see it? No. no. It was, I was just... a wedding about 25 minutes away from Leeds. It was very frustrating not being able to go. <laughs> was it a nice wedding? Yeah, it was good, and, actually. Yeah. Um, right. We are careering towards the end of the podcast already, Paul. Mm-hmm. We have a train to catch, so we're definitely finished. We're not going... We're not going to go into our hour and 10 minutes territory tonight, Paul. Pompey. Pompey Cup draw, I wanted to ask everyone about before we kind of finish up. I, I'm really happy with it because, it, this is going to sound weird, but it's very winnable, but also very losable, if that's yep. a word. Yep. Which mm-hmm. means we won't take it for granted. No. It will be Not a been there in nine years either. cup tie. It Kenny will Jacket. Be, yeah, Kenny Jacket, Joe Gallum will take thousands of fans won't be any nonsense around it. It'll be 3pm on the Saturday. Cause yeah. the Do you TV think so? Won't be inter- <laughs> well, you think the TV will be yeah, interested? Yeah, but some in of them it? are changing. Oh, I see what you TV mean. Either. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, it, it won't anyway. be... Okay, maybe it'll be, it'll be one be of those silly days. times. But it won't be under the microscope, that game. We'll just be able to get on with our business. It could be an Iranian TV. You don't know, do you? Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I'm, 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 well, don't forget, the su- su- Sunday's game was scheduled for a Scandinavian TV, so you don't know, David. I mean, you know, we are neither Brazil nor British football. The problem I can't is- see anyone picking up. You're a TV man. Can you see anyone picking up Pompey QPR? Um, in the context of the ties, I mean, sometimes you look at it. It depends on the draw. I mean, I did. I stayed in the studio last night for the draw just before I went on air because it was 9.40, wasn't it? And I listened to it coming out. It was Arsenal Man United. That'll be one that they'll take. Which, um, which I think I get for a bro- I actually think people aren't interested in watching that. 
because well, I see that sort of fixture yeah, so often probably, in the yeah, Premier League. Right, but you know, it's but it will be. You got to look yeah. at it. You got you got to look at it. It's quite a balanced tie. Look, stranger things. I've seen worse worse cup ties than that on te- live on TV. Normally we're in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. I know. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, Everyone happy stranger with stranger things? About, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Been nice. I would nice. nicer to have been at home, wouldn't it? But apart from that, I, I, I you know. Uh, Paul was saying before he wished we, we got Chelsea, but I'm, I'm quite happy to have a team that we might I want, have a chance I want to go to data. And when Man City came out at home, I thought, yeah. oh, yeah. please that don't be us. Because I thought we'd get Barnett. Yeah. I, I generally I wanted thought, Barnett. I kind of, because it's lazy for us. I was also quite glad we just didn't get Millwall away. Cause that yeah. Be, uh, that would be all right. But the thing is, I, I, like I, I kind of like what it, the scum away at, at the swamp because we can remind them what true football fans are like. But the chances of winning that are smaller than winning away at Portsmouth. Listen, I think Jose Mourinho already did that a few years ago with Harry Redknapp, didn't he? He did. And to be fair, David, you forget in our cup record, we lost to Franchise FC and so forth. So More than once. Exactly. This is a game we've got to take seriously. That's what I like yeah. about it. We exactly. Portsmouth won't be a rollover. Definitely no, not. Definitely not. We could, lose it. It. we could lose it. Well, we could we lose most cup matches. But if we get through that one, then I think a lap of honour around the bush is more than in, in order. Just and possibly free season tickets for everyone. To be in the fifth round will be... Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Stop it, Dan. You've got me tingling here. No. So we, hadn't oh, won don't, a, we don't want him tingling. <laughs> we had a man in the press box on Sunday evening so we hadn't won an FA Cup tie without a replay since Barnsley in the 1997 yeah, we, we haven't won the third round been... since Tranmere away what? in 96 and we haven't been in the replay. fifth round I would say since Ray Wilkins first season when we got to the quarter final yeah it's Wimbledon it although Houston was in charge of uh, by, that, by that point no, yeah, by well, that yes, point nine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was 16 the last time. What were you, Paul? 30, 30 what? But 16. Yeah. Uh, March 97, I was uh, 20, uh, 19. Do you know what sums QPR on the FA Cup for me? And I'll be honest with you. It's taking like 15,000 fans to Wimbledon and losing. Yeah. And Mark Haightley yeah. giving, us, giving us the cup tier. Yeah. Like, that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah well done, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good header, though. Yeah. Never, never liked it. Right, Arles end. So this is final points from everyone. Anything, everything you haven't mentioned so far. There's, we've had. There's so much has happened in the last three weeks. I'll just give you a few things that you could mention in your Arles end. Um, Wells and Joek, who for me are kind of the stars of the last few weeks. Although many of them have played amazingly well. The emergency youngsters, Ote, Silla. Silicon, who we haven't yeah, mentioned. Sure. Anything yeah. else? Yeah. Uh, your R's end. Any other final points? I'll start with you, Dan. Um, I, okay. Your book. Your book. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Also, well, yeah. Okay, so you, quickly. Are, you have written a football book. Yeah, so quickly. I did say last time, but I've, I've written We're going to give a free copy away, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, on Twitter, we'll, we'll do a question. I've got yeah. one at home that Dan sent me that I can give away. If we can do that. We'll it's do called, that. Uh, Books, The Gospel According to Our Football Heroes, which is me and my mate, John Smith, Read uh, 130 football autobiographies and um, kind do of the put, plug on put, Sky, put all the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do a couple. Um, do. do a little feature on Sky Sports News. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're going to do. But um, uh, yeah, all the best and the worst and the weirdest stuff. It's got very well reviewed. It's got loads so of. So, what quote sticks in your head now that you want to tease this book up for someone to win? What, what, what's the kind oh, of things that are in man. there that make you. Well, it's, there's, a, there's stuff for everything, you know. We've, we've you got... mentioned Stuart Pearce one the last time, didn't you? Yeah, there was, well, there's a Stuart Pearce one, which, I, which actually I, I put on Twitter the day uh, we went up to Forest, which was just a little weird Stuart Pearce story where, that Brian Laws had put in his book. And he said that um, 
I mean, Stuart Pearce says in his book that he only got uh, his QPR fan, of course. Yeah. Although he named his daughter Chelsea. Okay. Um, he Ooh, wow. He, he said uh, he was told he's too small by QPR. Sorry. He was told he was too small. Yeah. By QPR. So yeah. that's what he told okay. me. Yeah. So he and Stuart Pearce said in his book he remembers every time that he'd been substituted at Forest, like because it was only three or four times, and it, and it rankles with him. Yeah. You know, it really gets to him. And one day he had a bad game. Clough took him off, and then Clough. Put Brian Laws on, and then when them kept saying to Brian Laws, oh, he was saying while Stuart Pearce behind him, "That's how you play left back in there to his to his assistant, ah. manager. like just digging the knife, twisting the knife in Stuart Pearce." And then they went back to the um, dressing room, and uh, and Brian Laws got in, and he said Stuart Pearce was stripped to his shorts with his arms just outstretched like two rods, like, like outstretched, just absolutely furious. And Clough came in and was like. All right, Stuart. You know you're the closest thing I've got to a friend in football. <laughs> you know you wouldn't you wouldn't hit you wouldn't hit an old man, would you, Stuart? And kind of Clough went in and like gave him a little punch in the in the abs. Yeah. And he said and and he said and Brian Law said Stuart Pierce just didn't move, just stood there with his arms out, just staring straight ahead, <laughs> like like he was absolutely furious. And he yeah. said like the rest of the players all went off for to the baths, and Stuart Pierce still stood there, just staring <laughs> at Brian Clough with his arms. So out. was that in was that in Brian Law's book? Was in Brian Law's yeah, book? I yeah, I suppose he's a good guy. Him. I yeah. spoke to him after the Sheffield Wednesday game earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So there's loads of stuff like that. Anyway, uh, but can I quick, so quick say my eyes end? Like, yes. Yes. End. I know. Anyone get away? Yeah. Why not? I just say brilliant that we got so many young players in the side against Leeds. Yeah, and yeah. They, they all did a great job. And I'm, I love Ote was amazing. Yeah, Ote and Bright. And, it's fast, um, isn't he? Yeah, I think they're great players, and I think you know it really feels like the future's bright. So something terrible is going to happen in the next four months. And we have. I think that's a guaranteed. Young player March. called yeah. Bright. Yes. When you say the future, but I'm not going to yeah. really do an R's end apart from. Yeah, it was the like, bad March. I just like that last point, and I go back to we're playing them out of necessity, but it works. We'd have no other choice but to play them, but it's brilliant, and we're developing them. But do you know what, David? People want to play. That's always a difference. When you see players like on the pitch, like before, when you, you're getting beat, they're not happy. They, they get twinges, don't they? They're like the opposition mm. scoring, they're kind of like me groins going or this or the other. Now they're like, I'm not coming off. You're going to have to pull me off the pitch. Like Lumley against Villa. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm staying here. Yeah. Whereas yeah, before, I'd be like, get me away from this because I don't want Did anyone tweet that meme from Wolf of Wall Street about Lumley? That would have been a good one, wouldn't it? You know that I'm not leaving meme <laughs> yeah. about him on the pitch. I've never seen the film, David. It's weird to me. I'm sorry. Right. R's end. Now, to Dan and Aiden, yeah, I, I say this often. Paul... It gets very, very upset if he's not the last person to do an R's end. Uh, it, the polite thing would be to invite one of our guests to have the last R's end, but Paul can't deal with it. He gets very upset. So, Aidan, what's your R's end? Um, Sunday. <laughs> so, Matt Ingram makes a mistake uh, on the free kick. I'm sitting next to a quite an eminent sports psychologist, and he said the next few minutes will be interesting. We studied his body language. He gave me commentary on what Matt Ingram was doing, and he felt fairly confident that he was going through, he'd been, he felt fairly confident that Matt Ingram, I don't know if he has or not, had been in close proximity to a sports psychologist sometime in the, in the recent past because obviously what he did at the start of the season, he was suffering a bit of a crisis of confidence and he came out of the team and he said the next few minutes will be interesting and he studied him, sat beside me and commentated over what was going through his mind, what was his, his body language and he said he thought he came through it really well and then he went on through the match and made some good saves and then earned some praise from... Steve McLaren, because I'm, I'm pleased to see that because I think he was kind of... To, to fans who don't necessarily go every week at the start of the season, uh, maybe on a holiday, they only hear 
they see results and hear sound bites, they might think, well, it's the goalkeeper's fault we conceded 13 goals. I thought he was a little bit of a scapegoat from some supporters on social media. Having said that, it's been forgot about because Lumley's done so well, but I was pleased to see his reaction after that mistake on Sunday. It bodes well. Yeah. Especially second half. Yeah, That's hard for goalies. Yeah. Oh, I know. Nice of our fans to cheer sarcastically the next time we picked it up. But that's you know, uh, I know we've been all being positive. He was desperate for a touch. He was desperate to touch the yeah, ball. That's yeah. a key thing. And he was chanting for it, and they didn't give it to him straight away. When he got it, you know, he, he was lumped up the pitch, and that was good for him. And you know, you soon. I po- if, the, the guy next to me said that if the opposing team had lumped the ball into the box, that might have been different. But they didn't, and so he got a bit fortunate in that regard. Mm. But. Just, I'd never had that kind of insight from yeah, a, a medical professional, essentially. Paul, got on that just quickly, and I'll probably miss betraying now, so I'm sorry, David. I think it's quite sad they did that. The, the, boot, the, the, the sarcastic cheering and the, the clapping when he, he touched the ball, that helps no one. And to be honest, he's one of our players and don't like it, just think it's wrong, and we're better than that. So, in my opinion, I'm not telling people what to do, not my rule, but... Not helpful. You you might as well just give the striker the ball and give him an empty the shooting because that's what you're doing. You you're actually encouraging the opposition to seek a weakness in your own keeper. It helps no one. Yeah. Ridiculous behaviour. Anyway, I know the answer to this, but was that your R's end? No. All oh, right. Okay. My just R's checking. end is <laughs> just checking. Cindy Grohl, who goes away matches with, and everyone knows and blah blah. Been in the podcast, everything else. It's got a real bee in her bonnet about songs at the moment, and. Um, I can't remember the first one she got because I, I, I've been in the spoons before I came to the. The Mackie Wells song's not right. Is that what you're going to? No, talk no, no, it wasn't. It was um, high ho, high ho, silver lining. She always remembers it as being high ho, super rangers, not Queens Park Rangers. Okay, and then um, high ho, super rangers. No, nah. my mate Lloyd. I'm not sure I'm having I say Queens Park Rangers. I'm not sure I'm having. I think she's okay. right. Really? In the old days, I'm pretty sure it was Hi Ho, Super Rangers. And it's so lovely to hear that being played because it always reminds me of Daphne, as it should do. And, um, but yes, I'm, I'm sure she's right, but I'm not. No. So, dear listeners, please let us know if this is true. And also, when we sing, we're the finest football team the world has ever seen, mm. I, she thinks that's been changed as well. And what does she think it should be? I can't remember. Okay. I think a lot of fans sing by far the greatest team. That's but it. we sing the finest. The finest. Yeah, nice. I was by far the greatest team. Finest football team. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she's also right because I do remember in the eighties. By yeah. So I'm not a fan of the Naki Wells chant because to Spandau Ballet's gold doesn't go Naki Wells. Well, it oh, doesn't. I go. I thought it was Naki uh, Naki Naki Wells. La, la, la. That's, what, <laughs> that's what we've been singing. Maybe no, 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 maybe it's because I've got That's tits, been going around I, my head for weeks. I think it goes really well to Baby Shark. Do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah. Naki Wells. Yeah. I think it goes really well to that. You have the cheek. Sorry. That's how we get the kids involved. Exactly. Naki Wells to Baby Shark. Make it happen. Do you know what we need to do? We need to get some decent chance going by the end of the season. Because if we are going to go to Wembley again... Actually, songs. that would be really good, Naki Wells to Baby Thank Shark. Thank you. At Wembley. Let's make it happen. Naki Wells to Baby Shark. Naki Wells to do 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 Naki Wells to do 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 Yeah, why not? Yeah. And the right. Earth, and oh, the, and, oh, well, we're my not la- finished. My right. last, my, my very, <laughs> very... Right end, that one. No, it was, I thought we were yeah, going to fade out on that. That would work. No, you can't have it. You've got to have the last word. Go on, Paul. The last word is quite simple. We beat Forest. 
There was about 2,000, maybe 1,900 QPR fans. In 10 years' time, you'll meet 22,000. Yeah. Yeah. I was no. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I tell you what, boy, success is not trophies or cups. It's respect. And that's what we've got now. Thank you very much for listening to the QPR podcast. Naki Wells to Baby Shark. Good night. <laughs>